Hey, good morning, TRC. I hope you're having fun in the sun, wherever it is that you are enjoying today, 4th of July, Independence Day. Uh, this is the part where I would usually tell you guys or give you guys two ways that you can give when we're here live, um, but we're not here live. So everyone can give via text by texting 479-777-4264, or if you want to mail it in, or if you just want to wait till next week, that's fine as well. A couple other things we got going on is July 16th. Uh, remember, we moved Feed the Children up the date from July 30th up to July 16th. And we want to ask you, if you would, to please go ahead and sign up and register if you're planning on going. Um, we want to be able to reserve your hotel room, celebration station, make sure we have enough T-shirts and T-shirt sizes, all that kind of stuff. So we need to go ahead and get everyone in that we know is going to go or even is a maybe to go ahead and register. And you can do that online. We'll have the link posted below on this video that you can do that on. And then also on July 17th, um, that is the Sunday after Feed the Children. We're going to have Pastor Jeremy Hudson. Um, he's a great friend of mine from the church in Hot Springs called The Art of Praise. And he does a lot of work with the ministry that they have called The Father's House. And he's going to be with us. He's going to be sharing uh, the me his uh, message with us. And he's going to be talking a lot about The Father's House. And I want you guys to be here. I want you guys to honor him with your presence. And I know he's going to have a lot of interesting things to share with us. So that's going to be Sunday, July 17th. Let's go ahead, and uh, I know many of you might be watching this on your phone. So go ahead real quick and find a Bible. That way you can follow along with me with the scriptures. You know, it was on this day, 245 years ago, that our forefathers declared independence from Great Britain, excuse me, uh, forming, in my humble opinion, the greatest country on the planet Earth. And uh, rightfully so, rightfully so, because we did not need to depend on a country that was distant, a government that did not have our best interests at heart, and we did not need to be taxed without any sort of representation. Uh, a country, we did not need to be dependent upon a country that just wanted to take everything that they could from us and not give anything to us. So we were right to claim independence from Great Britain 245 years ago. And in the same way, we are right to claim dependence upon God because God is not distant. He is near and he does care and actually, the Bible declares in Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has plans for good and not disaster to give us a future and a hope. So I want to pray that we're going to jump into the message. God, we thank you so much for your presence today, wherever it is that we are watching this. Lord, I pray that you would speak into our heart, that you'd speak into our lives, help us to understand your word, help us to receive your word, but God, more than anything, help us to live your word out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would, go with me to John chapter 6. We're going to read verses 66 through 69. John chapter 6, verses 66 through 69. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Now, I want to pause right there. 
real quick and and give you some context. First of all, when he says many of his disciples turned away, it's not talking about the 12 disciples. You see, Jesus had acquired a pretty large following at this point um, because he'd been performing a, a many miracles and he had just fed the 5,000. And so Jesus, if you read the context and if you read the verses before uh, verse 66, you see that Jesus has actually grown a little bit frustrated because he knows that the people that are following him aren't following him because they want to learn, because they want to understand who he is, or because they believe he's the son of God. They're following him because they're looking for a free show and a free meal. Matter of fact, Jesus just bluntly says, you're following me because I feed you. And so Jesus begins to teach because he wants to basically thin the herd a little bit. He begins to teach on communion before communion existed. And as you can imagine, when Jesus starts saying things like, you have to eat my flesh and you have to drink my blood, and people don't understand the concept of communion yet, they don't understand, uh, they don't, you know, he hasn't died and risen again yet, they freak out. A lot of people freak out. And so this is where we pick it up in verse 66. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you going to leave? Simon Peter replied, and I love his response here. Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. And while everyone else was walking away from Jesus, Peter knew and understood there was no better place to go. And church, that's where I want us to be by the end of this message. I want us to understand that there is no better place to go. There is no better person. There is no better source to depend upon but God. Where else would we go? The reality is we depend on God because we know that he is God and we aren't. His word says that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We've got to learn and understand that he is God and we aren't. And it's been said that our prayer life reveals just who we really think is in control. In other words, if we pray a lot, it reveals that we believe God is truly in control. He really is God. He really is Lord over our lives. And on the contrary, if we don't pray very much, if we don't spend very much time seeking God's will, then what that really speaks about is it really says, hey, I think I'm in control. And I think I'm actually God over my life. And I, I think that I'm in control over my situation and over my life. And so I want to talk about four things today, four ways and four things that we need to be, we must be dependent upon God. And number one is our salvation. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through 10 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have, we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, we actually depend on God 
to make us right with God. There's nothing you and I, you or I could ever do to make us right with God. We depend on him to make us right. We depend on the sacrifice of his son, his one and only son, to make us right with God again. So number one, we are dependent on God for our salvation. Number two, we're dependent on God for wisdom in our decisions. James chapter one, verse five says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Wisdom in our decisions. Some of us, we spend a whole lot of time asking God to bless this mess when we could have and should have just gone to God in the first place and he would have told us not to make that choice, not to make that decision. He would have told us not to go there, not to do that. Or maybe for some of us, you know, there, there is a moment in my life where I think of or, or that I can remember very clearly where I was praying to God and I was asking God, do you want me to do this? Yes or no. And I so clearly heard the voice of God tell me no. And I got up from that spot and I said yes on my own. I clearly heard God speak to me and I still chose my own answer. And maybe some of us find ourselves there and we find ourselves in a mess because either we didn't go to God first and ask him for wisdom or we went against the wisdom of God. We didn't depend on the wisdom of God. And can I just say that when we learn to depend on godly wisdom, we make such better decisions. And for some of us, you know, the, the way we receive wisdom from God, sometimes it is through prayer and it is through his, through him speaking to us. A lot of times it's just by doing what the word of God says. It's just by not going against what the Bible says. And this is why, and this is an, another way, and this is why it's so important to have community like what I talked about last week. It's through other people. It's through people who love God and that love us. And they're able to give us godly wisdom because sometimes they know what the Bible says about our situation and we don't. And maybe just sometimes they have a godly wisdom that comes only from God that they're able to share with us. So we need to learn to depend on God for wisdom in our decisions. Number three, and that is to make beauty out of ashes. Romans chapter 20, chapter 8, excuse me, verse 28, and then the first part of verse 29 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And then the first part of verse 29 says, for God knew his people in advance. And I like that phrase, that first part of verse 29, for God knew his people in advance because it gives me a whole lot of rest and peace to know God knew who I was 
before I ever existed. And it, and it lets me know that I've never made a decision. I've never been a, I've never been thrown into a situation or into a circumstance that ever caught God off guard. Anything that I've ever been through, that I'm going through, that I have ever faced, that I will face, God knew about beforehand, and he knew, he knew how to redeem it. He knew, and he knows how to turn ashes into beauty, and it's just absolutely beautiful, and we need to learn to depend on God to fix these things. You see, sometimes we find ourselves in a bad situation either because we caused it or someone else did or it's just because life sometimes is not fair. And we try to, within our own strength, try to find a way to make things better. And I don't know about you, but it seems like every time I try to make things better on my own, all I do is make things worse. You know, I try to have that conversation thinking I'd have all of the right words to say. And turns out I had all of the worst and dumbest words to say. And I just made it worse. If we can learn to trust in God. Learn to know that God can make beauty out of ashes. And he makes all things work together for my good because I love him and because I am called according to his purpose. And so are you. If we can learn to just trust God when life gets messy, to just trust God when, when we're going through something we don't know how to handle, when we're going through something in life that is just bigger, that is just harder, more difficult than we know what to do with. I'm telling you, God knows how to make beauty out of ashes. And I'm telling you, God knew who you were. And he knew every day of your life. And he knew every situation that you would ever face before you were ever even conceived. God makes beauty out of ashes. And I want to depend on him to do that in every area of my life. And the fourth thing is for the things that make us worry. First Peter chapter five, verse seven says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Philippians chapter four, verse six, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. We need to learn to depend on God for the things that make us worry. In other words, saying, God, I don't have control. That's really what worry says. Whenever I'm worrying about something, it, it, it means that I can control it or I feel like I can control it anyways. It means that I feel like it's up to me to control it, to manipulate it, to change it. And if I can just tr begin to trust God and depend on God for the things that make me worry, for the things that make me anxious, then I'll sleep a lot better at night. I'll be a lot better off. My blood pressure will get normal again. If I can learn to depend upon God for the things that make me worry. One of my favorite pastors to listen to says that if it is big enough to worry about it's big enough to pray about I want to encourage you to do that not only today but every day 
to declare your dependency upon God. To not try to seize control or hold control over every area of your life, but to say and acknowledge you are higher than me, God. Your thoughts and your ways are higher and greater than mine. And I want to depend on you and on you alone. So I hope you're having a great day today. Hope you're having fun in the sun and I hope you're enjoying your family. I hope you're doing something to celebrate the independence of our great country. But I also hope that you take time today and every day to declare your dependency upon God. I hope you're taking time today and every day to say, God, I depend on you. I need you. I hope you're taking time to grow closer to him so that your awareness of your need for him grows. Let me pray with you. God, I thank you so much today for your presence. I thank you, God, for being a good God. I thank you, God, because no matter what area, what need that we have in our lives right now, you are enough. We were not designed and we were not created to live life on our own. We were designed to need you. So God, I pray for those, for all of us, that we would declare our dependency upon you. And I'm praying for someone who maybe has been far from you. Maybe they've never known you or maybe they have known you and, and they've walked away. Your word declares in James 4, 8 that if we would draw near to you, you draw near to us if we would repent of our ways. So God, I pray for those of us that need to repent of our ways. And we're taking a step towards you. The beautiful thing is it doesn't matter how far we feel like we are, how long we've been running, you're, you are just one step away. So God, I love you. I thank you so much. We give you our lives and embrace this new life that you have given us. And we declare our dependency upon you. We love you. We thank you. It is in your name that we pray. The church says, amen. enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us and our ministry, go to theremodeledchurch.com.